to the co-production podcast brought to you by Cineuropa and Eurimage. I am Domenico and in today's episode we are discussing the co-production of Fiume o Morte, a docu-fiction directed by Igor Besinovic. And to speak about this collaboration between Croatia, Italy and Slovenia, I have the pleasure to welcome three of the four co-producers of the film. They are about to introduce themselves, starting with you, Vanya. You are representing Restart, a production company in Croatia. Yes, hello to everyone. My name is Vanya Jambrovic. I'm producer at Restart. And with, together with Tibor, I'm producing Fiume o Morte. And uh, to tell you a little bit about Restart, we exist since uh, 13 years now. And we are uh, dedicated to production of creative documentary films, but also we are also distributing documentaries in the territory of ex-Yugoslavia. We are also running a small art house cinema in the center of Zagreb. It's called Dokukino, and there we screen only creative documentaries. And we also we are also organizing some kind of workshops uh, for people to learn about uh, documentaries and how to direct documentaries. So, Tibor, tell us a little bit more about you and your specific role in the company. I've joined Restart in 2014 uh, and have been uh, a producer since. I mostly work on on production of films, so I'm not uh, really involved in educational uh, programs or distribution. So my role is to find interesting projects and bring them to the screen. And I understand that the film is also co-produced with Slovenia. Marina is not with us uh, today, but maybe you can tell us what was the role of Slovenia and about our company as well. Yeah, our third co-producer uh, is Marina Gumzi, coming from uh, a Slovenian company called Nosorogi, which means rhinoceroses. Uh, this is our third collaboration with Nosorogi. Uh, we co-produced a film uh, called Playing Men by Matija Živanišin, which was really successful on the on a European festival level, I, I suppose. Uh, we almost co-produced... Uh, uh, stories from the Chestnut Woods by uh, Gregor Božić, also a Slovenian director, who is now the DOP of this film Fiume o Morte uh, that we are that we are doing together. This being our third collaboration, we started. Uh, we applied with Marina and Nosorogi in 2017 uh, to this really cool regional fund called React, uh, which uh, brings together the region, uh, mostly Italy, Slovenia, Croatia, and uh, recently Serbia. And we got support for the development of the project there. So that's how it all started five years ago now. And Erika, I understand that Italy has a bigger financial weight than Slovenia in the in the production. Tell us about you and your production company, Videomante. Hello, everybody. Yes, uh, Videomante is a production company mainly focused on art house documentaries. We like to produce uh, interesting, difficult films. And given our geographic location, which is based in the Friuli Venezia Giulia region, we are bordering with Austria and Slovenia. Co-productions with the east of Europe or central Europe are the natural way. So beside this project with uh, Vanya and Tibor Fimomorte, we're also co-producing another documentary by Slovak director Peter Karekes, which is a big uh, co-production between uh, six countries, mainly from uh, eastern and central Europe. So given our location, we are opening up to that uh, corner of the world. 
Where did you guys meet? Where, where did the collaboration start? I understand that you were already collaborating uh, with Slovenia before. Yeah, I will just say that we met in 2010, Erika and me, and because we were both participating at this great documentary workshop for producers called Eurodoc, a French workshop, you know. And we met there, actually, and somehow we recognized each other immediately. And I would say that since then, we were looking for this perfect project that would fit perfectly as a co-production between our two companies. And Fumo Morte is definitely that project. So that's basically the story, you know, like uh, we know each other for a long time, but uh, we were waiting for the perfect project to join the forces. So maybe you can tell us about this specific project, Fiume o Morte. It's an intriguing title, and I understand there's a lot of connotation, historical uh, connotation around it. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about that? I would say that it's a really uh, very ambitious and original project by its approach, because it's it, the, the project is combining document, documentary form and fiction form in an innovative way, I would say, because uh, what we are doing here, we are actually following the story of Italian poet called uh, Gabriele D'Annunzio, who uh, exactly uh, 100 years ago, a little bit more than that, in 1919, in the last century, well, he uh, came to Fiume, city in Croatia today, uh, which is called Rijeka also by Croatians. But at that time, uh, the city was actually, after the First World War, there was a big question to whom this city will belong. You know, will it belong to Italy or will it belong to Italy, this city, or will it belong to the kingdom of Croats, Serbs? And so, so that was a big political question in Europe in that stage. And at that time, Gabriele D'Annunzio, Italian poet, came to Rijeka, followed by thousands of uh, deserted uh, soldiers from Italian army, and he just, without firing a single bullet, conquered the city. Okay, and he was governing the city for one year and a half, and that was really original period. And uh, we can say also that this historical period was filmed a lot because Gabriele was aware of the power of the film media. So basically, whatever he was doing in the city was constantly filmed. So we today have uh, plenty of great archive footage. We, that And that archive footage is actually the base for the film because what we are doing and what the director, Igor Bazinovich, thought what would be interesting to do is to reenact all of this archive with today's citizens of today's city of Rijeka. So when you look at it, does it look like a period film or is it more contemporary in the setting uh, and uh, the way the actors are dressed and stuff like that? Actually, it's a combination, very original combination in a way that actors are dressed perfectly as it was, as it, this would be a period film. So without one mistake in their appearance. But then the city is contemporary. It's completely modern. We are not hiding the cars. We are not hiding any, you know, signs of uh, 21st century. So it's it's a combination because the point of the film is to ask ourselves, is the history repeating itself, you know? And I would also add just why is this 
small episode of City of Rijeka so important and why Gabriele D'Annunzio is so important is because in a way uh, he was a predecessor of uh, fascist ideology and of big growth of fascist ideology and in a way he influenced Benedetto Mussolini a lot. So this is why it is so, so important. This is why it is also so important to ask ourselves, does the history repeat itself? Yeah, it's very important. To, it's important to release a film like that at any time in the history, but especially now when we see what's happening in Italy and uh, what's happening in a lot of other countries uh, in Europe and in the world. Um, when you, you said before that the development of the film started already some time ago, so I understand it was quite difficult to, to set that project. Actually, it wasn't very difficult to finance this film because... Um, people really get drawn towards the story because uh, it seems like something familiar from from history but it's actually actually not maybe it's uh, it's a well-known story in italy but uh, for the rest of europe it's it's not uh, and it's uh, a story full of uh, little quirks little anecdotes uh, stuff like uh, uh, denuncio was really a charismatic character so when 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 he pronounced to the world that he was building a sort of a proto-fascist or nationalist utopia in Rijeka, all sorts of characters uh, flocked uh, to, to Rijeka. So uh, there are quite some really interesting books and, and literature on, on the events and it's, and it's uh, uh, really like this sort of avant-garde moment in, in history. So... Um, when you put all that on, on paper, you get a really interesting project, especially when you promise that you will make it into a creative uh, film. Um, so our biggest hurdle was uh, actually um, how to uh, put everything in the film and not uh, make the film be, I don't know, too, too full of everything, you know. So how to pick and choose what's important, what's not, what's uh, really the, the right focus and, and stuff like that. So most of the development time we were focusing on, on, uh, on the story, on the storyline, on the characters. Will we have a narrator? Will it be in Italian or Croatian? The film is, as of now, completely in Italian, like, uh, like Italian di dialect that's spoken in Croatia. So it's not even a Croatian film in a way. Our budget, I actually don't know what our current budget is. Uh, 650,000. Yeah. 650, yeah. Let's round it, let's round it here, yeah. And uh, how, where did you apply to, to finance such a movie? We applied uh, everywhere and we got, I suppose, lucky everywhere. Uh, we got uh, support from Creative Europe Media Program. We got funding from Italy and Slovenia. Also in Croatia, on every level that we applied to, uh, we got supported. Uh, Yurimaj supported us also. Uh, we got an award in Sarajevo, the REACT Award. On whichever door we knocked, we, we, saw, we, we kind of found uh, support there. So it, it was... Uh, there are projects that are for our for us producers really tough you know where you struggle for years to find support but this was like a walk in the park until we started filming but that's another uh, another so, yeah okay who wants to talk about that 
but Tibor should talk about it, you know. What, what I would like to add, you know, before we go into the shooting, you know, which is related to the story and the financing, what we loved, you know, as an Italian uh, co-production company about this story was the point of view, you know, because in Italy, we know, of course, a lot about the Fiume conquest by the Nunzio, but the amazing uh, quality of this project was that all this is told by the point of view of a director who is very talented and born in Fiume Rieca itself, you know. So that for us was very fascinating. And I think uh, this point of view connection is what made the co-production solid as well, you know, because there are reasons for Italy to finance it for Slovenia and for Croatia as well, you know. So there is a natural collaboration and co-production because it's inherent in the story actually and the topic of the film and um it's not like usual documentaries in the fact that you had a script i guess you had to write everything for the actors to reenact or what was the method was it was there a lot of improvisation or uh, was there like a regular script well i would say that actually that was the biggest challenge for us producers but also for the director because we are all coming from a documentary background, but purely documentary background, because Igor directed uh, document. Okay, he directed also one fiction, but it was done with a very small crew, with a small number of actors. So it was a different kind of film, much easier, much more relaxed production-wise. But also Tibor and mine uh, background, we are mostly uh, experienced in documentaries. And this film is actually, from the production point of view, totally fiction, you know, because we had a big casting where we cast uh, citizens of Rijeka, and then we ended up with uh, 500 people who applied to this casting, you know. So we had around 500 extras during during this shooting, we had a lot of mass scenes with a lot of extras. Uh, then we had a big uh, uh, amount of uh, people working in uh, set design, working in the costume department. We had one person specialized in weapons on that period, you know, so... Uh, there were a lot of, I don't know, uh, challenges and because, you know, the budget is still like documentary budget and suddenly we we had a lot of expenses that didn't have anything to do with, uh, with, uh, with a documentary that are purely fiction. Mm, and also another challenge budgeting-wise is this uh, beautiful archive that I was telling you the, about that is actually the base for the film that we want to use in the film also. And this archive is owned by different Italian institutions and it's extremely, extremely expensive. So this is was this is another challenge budget-wise uh, for, for the film. And you had also to convert the material to to put it on uh, digital or and stuff like that? Was it something that uh, that you did as well, right? Yes, of course, some of the original films have to be digitalized. So that's part of the cost, of course, you know, and uh, Istituto Luce has very high costs, you know, for their archives. And uh, Vittoriale in uh, Italy is the main source of the photography archives. And we're planning to use around 500 pictures, I guess. So, or <laughs> let's see, <laughs> because, you know, like it, it is a film, you know, there's going to be a feature film with... Uh, a lot of archives in that, you know, where pictures are going to play a huge role in a very creative way, you know. 
And, and what about the, the influence of the image? You applied to image, I guess, almost last when you had uh, uh, almost assembled the complete financing. And uh, how much did you get from the fund? Yeah, we got 140,000. And actually, that saved the production, I would say. You know, without Duremarsh support, we wouldn't be able to finish the film at all because we started the production pretty ambitious. You know, we had 60 days of shooting. You know, like an average, an average fiction film in Croatia has around 30 days of shooting. And we had 60 days of shooting, which looked like a regular fiction shooting, like a period fiction shooting, except the city. You know, as I said, we were not, we had, we have contemporary city playing in the film. But, you know, that, that's quite ambitious. So we started the shooting in this ambitious way. And then we actually realized that, uh, okay, we, we will not be able to finish it without your image support. Because it's just too ambitious, you know, because our budget, although it is high for a creation documentary, but it's still for a fiction film, it's not high, you know. So that that's the tricky part with this production that uh, if you if you if you analyze it as a documentary, then you can say, oh, but this is a, you know, for a creation Eastern Europe documentary, this budget is not it's very well, it's it's great budget. But if you analyze it as a fiction film, then you see that it's a actually low budget fiction film, period fiction film. So yeah, so then we applied to Yurimaj and we keep we kept our fingers crossed, hoping that we will be funded and recognized by Arimaj, because otherwise I really don't know how we would be able to finish it on this production, ambitious production level, how we started actually the, the shooting. So yeah, Arimaj saved us. And I guess also it's the same problematic for the distribution or the festival circuit. Uh, when you have to apply to festival, do they consider the film as a fiction film, as a documentary? Does it mean that you have an entry in both uh, categories. Uh, how is it going right now? What did, first, you should tell us what is the status of the film uh, on this day. Uh, we we just started. We finished the shooting. Uh, okay, we we will maybe have a few days of shooting uh, still to go, but this we will see. Uh, maybe this will happen. But we basically now we are starting the editing uh, in Zagreb in Croatia, and let's see. Well. Where will this take us and how long will it take? We would like to be finished until September next year. And what are, you, what are your strategy? You, you wait until you see the final product to see where you will apply and uh, what kind of circuit do you pick up for the film? Well, actually answering your question, uh, I mean, how will we treat it distribution-wise? We still don't know. I mean, I mean, I mean, some festivals, of course, are open to the, this category of hybrid films that are combining different forms. But some, of course, are insisting that you decide are you documentary or are you fiction. So we still have to see what we will, how we will publicly present the project. I think this is still a decision that has to be made together with our editor and, of course, with Igor. But, uh, yeah, the, well, I would say that the perfect place would be uh, the Ven Venice Film Festival next year. This is our primary... Uh, goal and let's see how this will work out also because it's in the region somehow i mean it's closer to the region where the film was shot how is it um for you how important is it to show the film 
in that border region of Italy and in the Rijeka region, also for the people living there, so that they have this other aspect on their own history. For me, like it's not just related to the to the region, you know, like because this myth of uh, Fiume, it's such a national myth and a European historical event, you know. So I think uh, it is really a European uh, film and not just, of course, the people in the region will feel particularly attached to it, you know, like uh, the director was filming a scene when there is a statue of Gabriele D'Annunzio being installed in the city center of Trieste. So it's a very much of a contemporary myth, especially for the city. But the documentary has a story that is relevant in Europe, especially through the times we are going. And speaking about a bit more about the festival strategies and so on, I think it will be very useful to present the film at works in progress uh, markets, you know, being it uh, Les Arcs or Trieste, La Stop Trieste, because I think we could really benefit from the feedback of festival programmers, you know, just there are a lot of interesting programs, you know, that are looking at rough cuts, you know, and the question about documentary fiction is the big question of contemporary cinema right now. You know, this border between documentary and fiction is disappearing and directors are feeling very happy to jump from one side or the other. And I'm really enthusiastic about this possibility of being hybrid. And I have a, a last question about the tone of the film. Do you expect any controversy when it's going to be released? Or is it more like a humorous or more original? Is it a fresh, I understand it's a fresh take on those events. But what, what is the tone? Is it satirical? Uh, you didn't say anything about that. I, I think uh, um, humor or some sort of lightness, uh, maybe a better word, uh, is definitely a part of the film. Uh, and um, most of the other films by the same director, by Igor, are in have that tone. So it's a, it's a, it's not a comedy per se, um, something to laugh out loud, but you get the the, the gist because uh, we we, put, we portray the events through. Uh, young male characters mostly. So um, there is this sort of uh, uh, camaraderie going on between them that, that you can see that, that you will perceive uh, as, as as something light. But we end the film with this tragic event that's what's called uh, uh, Natale di Sangue, which means Bloody Christmas, when the regular Italian army came and uh, they had a, a clash in the streets of Rijeka and some 30, 40 people died, uh, mostly Denuncia soldiers. So uh, I don't know if it's a spoiler. It is, but then it's history. And it really has this kind of epic uh, Game of Thrones uh, uh, touch to it. So I'm very curious. Uh, I'm very curious about the film and, and uh, the treatment uh, of uh, those events. Um, it's uh, already time to conclude this conversation. If you enjoyed this episode, you should subscribe for more. Just look for the co-production podcast on Apple Music, Spotify, Google, or any other podcast platform that has your preference. I want to thank Creative Europe for supporting Cineropa over the years and Eurimage, of course, for backing up this podcast for the second season in a row. And of course, Erika, Vanya, and Tibor, thank you so much for accepting to be our guest today. It was a pleasure to have you. So please keep collaborating and making films for us to enjoy. Bye-bye. 